0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. This is a semi-pseudo holiday edition of Satellite Sisters. It is uh, July 2nd, but it's a Tuesday. Not normally (laughs) our day. But this was the day the three of us could pull it together and be on the line at the same time. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. On the phone with me, two of my sisters, Julie Dolan. You're actually in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, I hear. Yes, where surprisingly, Liz, it's cool and lovely because I know most of the West is not, uh, but it's very nice here. Yes, I'm enjoying the fourth out in the mountains. Okay, and Liam Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California. You're home from a big part of your book tour. But can I also say that the highlights today there on the Huffington Post is a fantastically Funny piece from you—that's sort of like the modern smart girls' version of a Cosmo quiz. <laughs> and uh, that, I really- that, that is totally true, Liz. I no, won't. I won't pretend. I won't pretend my goals were any loftier than creating a fantastic Cosmo quiz. But yeah, there's a piece on the books page, the homepage, as a matter of fact, under the, piece of, under the picture of William Shakespeare, it's which Shakespearean bad boy is for you. And it part of it is an excerpt from Elizabeth, the first wife, my book, but then I added three more um, bad boys. So Ooh. even if you've read the book, there are additional bad boys. So this is a total of seven bad boys, and I, I break it down, girls, no matter what your stereotype stereotype is there's a bad boy for you if you're uh, an urban go-getter for instance Liz like you there's a bad boy if you're you know Betty book lover there's a there's a bad boy for you I have a bad boy for Sheila recently divorced you know she's got a bad boy in Shakespeare canon so uh there it is on the the books section of the Huffington Post Okay, it'll be uh, – and it's on the – if you go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you posted it there too, right? Yes, and I, you know what? I'll just ask. I'll just beg for some shares and some likes and some comments. That would be good. <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> I don't well, ask for much. It'll be fun. That's right. That sounds great. Okay, but you're you're home from like a big, a big section of your book tour, right? Yes, Liz, the two-week tour to Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I had a fantastic time. I sort of break it down city by city on the Chaos Chronicles this week. But I would just like to extend my thanks to the good people of Oregon and the good bookstore owners of Oregon and all of the Satellite Sisterhood that showed up at events because it was just really, really fun. I spent a couple oh. days in Ashland, an event in Bend where you are now Liz an event in Sun River at a beautiful independent bookstore there and then of course the mother of all bookstores in Portland Oregon I was at Powell's uh, in Portland where we had a meet up at the at the McMiniman's pub afterwards with a bunch of Satellite Sisters friends but every city there were a few you know old-time Satellite Sister listeners that showed up so it was fantastic and you did this tour with your son too which yeah. that must be nice mother bonding mother son bonding event. You know what Julie? It was because we have similar um you know we're very similar. Uh my son Colin and I. I suppose to my son Brooks and I that have almost nothing in common. But um <laughs> You know, I mean, Brooks and my husband, like their idea of a good day is like playing golf, then playing tennis, then going for a run, then going and shooting some soccer balls. Colin and I enjoyed lying in bed and listening to podcasts and reading books. So, <laughs> so it was perfect because we didn't actually have great weather in Oregon. Uh, it was beautiful in Ashland, but the rest of the time we were there was kind of cold and rainy. So it was perfect for lying in bed, listening to podcasts and reading books in addition to doing book events. So we had a fantastic two week Time. And, you know, there's just good food in Oregon. So that helps. There's good fresh food and burgers and ice cream and baked goods. And he liked all that. <laughs> so, huckleberries, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fantastic. And I just, now I'm home for um, a while, actually. I go to Chicago at the end of the month. But other than that, the bulk, the last eight weeks, which has been really kind of nonstop, it's done. And now all I have to get through this week is jury duty. And so, oh, knock wood. Conveniently, I, I know. Well, I postponed it three times. So this oh, was, yeah, the second time I postponed it, that was the week they picked the jury for the Michael Jackson civil case in Los Angeles, oh. which I was sort of torn, but I decided to go to dad's funeral instead. So, uh, So, this time, though, <laughs> you know. But this time, I'm really hoping that the holiday plays in my favor, so so far, so good. have not been called in yet. have to go through a couple more days of that. But other than that, i'm home home for most of July, which I'm looking forward to. Well, you know, it's funny because I rolled into Bend, Oregon here on Sunday night, and as uh, as we've discussed before on satellite Sisters, we share kind of a bungalow here in Bend. A lot of family members come and go, technically you know like i'm one of the owners with our brother dick who lives here but it's open to all so so you and colin had spent some very nice days here yes and as you mentioned despite the weather where i was getting texts from you that say that said things like hail as big as my head (laughs) yes it was it was was inclement the weather but julie julie you know that Leon is an excellent house guest who takes very good care of things so you would get a kick out of the fact that when i walked in there were a lot of useful notes all over the little bungalow like <laughs> when i a homemaker yes yeah. she was yeah. the, the, the things you actually need to know like when i walked into the bedroom there was a note on the bed that said clean sheets. So I, I didn't even have to be tempted to like do that. Then, uh, there was another note in the washing machine on top of the washing machine telling you whether that stuff had already been washed. So anything she thought I might be asking myself was very thoughtful of you, Liam. Thank you. You're welcome, Liz. You know, I just, I didn't want you to come in and think, oh, I have to change the bed, even though I know you probably just would have slept in dirty (laughs) sheets. But I wanted you to know that I had in fact washed the sheets and made the bed. Sometimes okay. you don't have time to do that before you leave in the morning, but I had. Okay. So okay. and I got you a new front door mat because you needed you needed a little pick me up out in the front area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's Dad's, a She's she's a great gift giver too. That <laughs> is yep. that's a specialty. Yep. So um uh so yeah, so as opposed to hail as big as your head, <laughs> what we are experiencing now here is um it's like a hundred and four outside oh. right now as we record oh. this at uh, at three thirty in the afternoon. Yesterday it was so hot that uh, I just decided to go to an afternoon air conditioned movie. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So I went to see the heat, which I, I thought was funny. <laughs> that it was Was that good? Okay. That's oh, good. no, I mean I just thought it was funny that because it was so hot I went to see the heat. I <laughs> <that> was- <laughs> Yeah, but yes, on top of that, Julie, hilarious movie. Hilarious. I I, I saw some bad reviews and I ignored them. I knew I was going to love that movie, so good. Ignore them. I mean, it's R-rated comedy. So, like, you have to be up for that. And I know some of our listeners are not. They don't like the bad language or the suggestive stuff. So, if that's not your thing, you're not going to like this movie. Um, But it's, you know, Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. It's just very, very funny. But when I came out of the movie theater at 5.30 in the afternoon yesterday, um, it was 102 at 5.30. Ooh. And I and I think by the time I went to bed at 11.30, it had dipped way, way down to about 92. Oh. And, and you have no AC in that. There's life. no AC here. Yeah. You know, I have some modern comforts. For me, the most important thing was, of course, Wi-Fi. Yeah. So- <laughs> So it's a hundred-year-old bungalow, but you know we did install the Wi-Fi. We just, it, we just never thought we would need air conditioning. Um, and you know usually don't. Usually no, don't. No, no. It's uh, and uh, Ferris, my dog, is here with me, and he's just not used to the heat at all. So he's he's a mess. He's just spending all day on on, on the bathroom floor. On the bathroom floor. That's yeah. where dogs go. They know that tile is cool. They <laughs> figure that out. It's instinctive. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Anyway, so when we finish the recording today um, at 5 o'clock, our brother Dick is coming over and getting me in his pickup truck with his inner tubes, and we are going to go float the Deschutes River. Oh, good. It flows through town and Bend. They call Bend Bend because there's a big bend in the river, and it's just a delightful way to spend a super hot day. So we're going to do like a twilight float through town. And then I'm sure it will all be better. See, See we never know, got to do that. It was not. It was not hot enough to float the river. So you know, we we just had goat cheese at that time of day. I just would fix some more dirt platters, and we'd have some goat cheese and <laughs> fresh berries. So think of it that way, Liz. You got the nice, cool river. You're going to feel good tonight after that. Well, Julie, it sounds like it's actually nice and cool in Steamboat. Good for you. Mm. Yes, I, we were surprised. We were surprised, but of course. I have been, you know, in between hikes and enjoying the beautiful wildflowers, I have been absolutely monitoring the situation with Edward Snowden, the NSA leaker, that, Liz, you and I broke this story last week. We did. We we knew that Edwin Snowden was going to get off that plane from Hong Kong when he arrived in Moscow, and he was not going down the stairs to immigration, was never coming out the doors where all the press was waiting for him. We knew he was going into that VIP lounge. Yes. That- And (laughs) Lillian, you have been in that lounge. You know, there's a woman that meets you. She's always a James Bond girl in a Russian military outfit with the stiletto heels that meets you as you come off the plane and takes you right into the lounge. It is shocking that the two of you correctly predicted that because less than like 12 hours after you recorded the podcast, then they officially named the transit lounge in the newspaper. But you literally broke the story. All this this week, every time I've watched CNN and they've had someone like standing in the transit area saying, we don't know where he is. I'm like yelling at my television like, we know where he is. It's like it's (laughs) up the hall and around the corner. Come on, people. It's not that hard. The room with the big whiskey bottles. Right, right, right. He's not in the transit lounge where the other people is. He's in the secret (laughs) VIP room upstairs that doesn't have any signage on it. Remember? You know, that's where you go. So here's the latest. Well, first of all, uh, let's can we just stipulate that, of course, Edward Snowden is no longer in the transit lounge. Can you can we just agree on that? <laughs> okay. Where, okay. where do you think he is, Jill? Where do you think he is now? Okay. Let's, let's, what are you speculating on now? OK, here's here. Here are the facts. Who told us that Edward Snowden was in the transit lounge? That would be Vladimir Putin. OK, he was the one. OK, now, is he trustworthy? Should we believe anything that Putin says? Okay, he's a former uh, KGB spy. Okay, who is now right. president of Russia, and he's saying that this uh, Edward Snowden is in the lounge, and all oh, he doesn't, and and that Putin doesn't have the jurisdiction to go into the lounge to get this guy. Okay, now let's again remember that this is Putin. He's the same guy that sent tanks into the country of Georgia, and. Sending guns and personnel into Syria, and he murders Kremlin critics in London. But somehow he can't go into his own transit lounge. <laughs> yeah, this guy, right? Am I? Well, right? Julie, when you put it that way, it's yes. incredibly obvious he's no longer in the transit. He line. is no yeah. longer. Okay. They, I, when when I lived in Moscow, I heard I heard of the forest. They have an area outside of Moscow that's a big training facility for. FSB which is the new acronym acronym for um KGB agents that they work out they they have training facilities in the forest they call it and i am sure that edward snowden is in some dacha in the forest okay just trying to work out his options now he's he's really he's got some trouble it's kind of like applying to college and really not getting into any of the <laughs> Okay, let's go over the list. He's totally now he's rejected from Russia. He doesn't want to go into Russia because he doesn't feel like he can get a good deal. Okay. He's only waitlisted at Bolivia. Okay. But here's Ecuador is withdrawing their admissions letter to him. And then, and I think it's kind of really cheesy, the countries of Finland, Ireland, Norway, and Spain said that if he shows up in person, he can request asylum. Okay now how is that gonna happen Finland really okay <laughs> <laughs> And that is cheesy Ireland <laughs> don't you think yeah that's cheesy yeah, not on board yeah. with that Ireland right. yeah no nobody is serious about that the <laughs> uh, like uh, another thing that strikes me though Julie is, I made the observation last week when we started to talk about this, that clearly Edward Snowden has no satellite sisters. He had no one in his life who said to him, Ed, buddy, take a breath. What's your plan? (laughs) Like, once you actually pull the trigger on this, then what happens? So we talked about this at length last week. Clearly, he hadn't thought about that. But now that he's, like, in this mess and nobody wants him, he's like, his only friend in the world is Julian Assange. Yeah. <laughs> and he's having WikiLeaks do his PR for him and apparently his legal advice. And I can I just remind you that the reason Julian Assange is hiding out in the Ecuadorian embassy in London is not because he's a political prisoner. It's because he's due in Sweden on sex charges. Right. right. <laughs> it's not, so. Right. These are the people that are speaking for you. Ed, 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 come on. Can't he just get a lawyer? I don't understand. Well, now he's in a dacha in the forest. So, no, he can't get a lawyer. He really can't. He's really, yeah. I mean, sadly, the place where he would get the fairest deal is the United States. Right. Because we have a country with the rule of law. And if he really wants his day in court, he would get his day in court in the United States. I, I, there's nowhere else that he has applied to right now where he is going to get that kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. And he'll, you know, he'll stay in that dacha. I don't know what's going to happen. but he's gonna- I do. I, I'm pretty sure I know because uh, July 16th, Covert Affairs comes back, Julie. I don't know if you've seen the Piper Parabo vehicle. Yes, but she yes. plays a one-man CIA Uh, Agent, And she pretty much is the agency. And she very often goes into that very same forest and rescues and kills people. So that was her entire last season. She was in the forest, like extracting, you know, turncoat Americans. So I think she's going to go in and get Edward Snowden. So I think he's okay. He's in good shape. That would be a hell of a season premiere. Yes. Can I just say that? As a television executive, that would that would be very good. Because even Barack Obama has said he's not scrambling any jets for some 29-year-old hacker. That was a good quote. <laughs> yeah, you that know, was a good quote. Here's the thing, too. It's like every single day this goes on, people care less and less about him. Like, yeah, I no exactly. one, ca- I mean, people may care about what he revealed, but about him personally, no one cares. And the minute that royal baby shows up, that's it, Edward Snowden. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, Liam. You're right. You're right. So I really, the advice is he should come home. That he really should. Or wait, family. or wait for Piper Parabo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sisters. I think you will appreciate this. Um, my husband had a really a major celebrity sighting this past week. He was flying home from Frankfurt, Germany. And, um, this, there's two things that, that you, you both already know about my husband is number one, you know, he tries to live his life that where he views every man as is every man's equal. You know, he tries to treat everyone that he meets. You know, no matter where they are in the, you know, in the station of the world, you know, as equals, that's uh, he, that's something he works on. And number two, he knows absolutely nothing about pop culture, right? right? My husband, he knows a lot of things. So here he is sitting in a lounge in, um, in Frankfurt, Germany, and it's a small lounge and there's just one other guy. And again, because he believes that every man is every man's equal. He, You know, he says hello. He introduces himself. He says, I'm Trem. And he gives the guy his business card and, you know, uh, starts, uh, starts a little conversation. And the guy um, says to him, oh, hi, my name is Patrick. And Trem's like, oh, that's great. And, uh, and he said, you know. <laughs> I don't even know where this is going, but I'm sure it's going someplace great. <laughs> okay, so. So he says, so, so Patrick, what do you do? And, um, he said, Oh, oh, I'm an actor. Uh, and Trump said, Oh, that, that's nice. That's nice. I'm in the oil and gas business. And he starts to tell Patrick all about business. (laughs) Patrick seems to be somewhat interested in it. And then he, you know, he said, So what kind of things do you do? And Patrick said, Well, I have a little TV show. And he said, Oh, you do? And he said, Yeah, it's called Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Here's the part. Okay, Trem doesn't know what Gray's Anatomy is. That's good, because then, he, then he's not embarrassed at all. No, he's not embarrassed. He is sitting next to People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, Dr. Dreamy. He has no idea who this guy is, okay? I find that very lovable, Julie. I do. <laughs> Having a lovely conversation with this man, and he, and Patrick's telling him about his wife and his three children. He's just—he's a race car driver, right? He's just, he was coming back from a, a race car. What do you call him? A match, a heat, a, rac- <laughs> a race. <laughs> and, Some uh, kind of rally. <laughs> uh, so you know. So they have a very good. And so my husband gets on the plane, and he sends me. Uh, he sends me a little text that he said oh, just met Patrick Dempsey and talked to him for 30 minutes. And I'm thinking, what did he talk to him about <laughs> 30 minutes? Because he doesn't even, has no idea. And maybe that's good for Patrick Dempsey, that at some point, like, he would meet someone who has no idea what who he is, you know? Uh, so, um, but that was it. So they, they had a lovely trip back to Dallas <laughs> together. So uh, that's funny. I'm sure it was very healthy for Patrick Dempsey to talk to someone who just treated him like a regular guy. Yes. As his equal. See yeah. all men as equals. And But as much as I love your husband, Julie, he is not Patrick Dempsey's equal. <laughs> now Liz, that's funny. You should say that because you know, that fantastic head of hair that yeah. Patrick Dempsey had. He had none of it. And as according to my husband, he was wearing a knit cap, like a ski hat, for the entire time. And it was, it's, this is June, and he had a hat on. So. Really? Huh. <laughs> oh. Okay. That is breaking news, too. We're yeah. going to have to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> huh. Huh. And then just finally, just a real, a, I'm reaching out to <laughs> J-Lo, Please, Jennifer Lopez. The next time you are planning some kind of international trip, would you please check in with the Satellite Sisters? Because I certainly could have told you that Turkmenistan, where you went to sing "Happy Birthday" to dictator, okay, that there—if you, because apparently you had no knowledge that there were human rights issues in this country. Now I don't know who's working for you there, but. If you Google to Turkmenistan, I'm sure you're going to see, like, the first thing. <laughs> it's, no, re- it's not like she has to have a political staff vetting these things oh, for her. Google so- will do that for her. <laughs> right. That's ex- I mean, this is a dictator who is, you know, he's like, he's, he's going, exa- he rules exactly like Stalin, okay? He, is, you know, he has not learned that the Soviet uh, Union has collapsed. He is running that country like Stalin. So, um, so Jennifer, just, just a shout out. Just reach out to your satellite sisters. We'll, we'll keep- <laughs> Isn't it shocking, though, that, like, literally imagine the entourage she has. And I- nobody vets this. I mean, I know she was getting a million dollars. But now she's also getting a zillion dollars worth of bad press for, you know, singing happy birthday to this guy. And, like, forcing other people on stage to sing along. That was the worst part of it. (laughs) Like, you know, the poor little kids were forced to sing along to the dictator. It it is shocking that nobody would even think. This is, like, the worst of the worst. I mean, really, if you want to pick, you know, like the top you know, top five worst countries in the world, Turkmenistan would be on the list. Absolutely. I mean, it is it is a you know a human rights nightmare. So uh Anna Liz, what did you think of the publicist statement that had there been knowledge of the human rights issues, Jennifer Lopez (laughs) (laughs) would not have gone (laughs) hard on that (laughs) statement, huh? that seems like an, a less than adequate job on the part of her publicist i would <laughs> i would say that but i think it's also that it's clear to me now that jennifer lopez is the exact opposite of your husband julie because where your husband sees everyone is equal and you talk to everyone and you like make an effort to understand who the other person is if you're jlo Nobody is equal, right? You, exactly. J-Lo is the center of the J-Lo universe. Yeah. So yes. the fact that there could be something important happening outside of her universe that she wouldn't know about, that doesn't even dawn on her because the only thing that matters to her are things that happen to her. So, I, you know, and c- clearly she hires people that feel the same way. It is just, it's unbelievably shocking. And just the... uh just so sad because it's incredibly simple to have access to this knowledge in this day and age. Right, right. This is not hard. This is not hard at all. So you you can kind of see those backup dancers scratching their head like, which stand are we going to? Where are right. we going? Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I've taken Turkmenistan off my book tour list as a result. <laughs> so, <laughs> um yeah, unbelievable. All right, you guys. I have – um I have some some beauty trends and some news I wanted to inform you of. But I, let's just discuss the trend. I, I think, hopefully, you didn't talk about this last week because I didn't get a chance to listen to the show. But um, the elliptical hemline, I would say now that that <laughs> looks good on no one. I don't, I, I have not. Leah, that's so That's so unbelievable that you say that. Because this was the week that I actually noticed the elliptical hemline. I've never even heard it called that. I didn't know what it was called. But this week, I actually noticed that everyone is wearing that look. And last week, I was totally unaware. <laughs> okay. So if if you're unaware like Liz, this is the look where the the dress or the skirt is cut like above the knees... In as people look in the front of you, and then it swoops down in an elliptical circular fashion so that by, from the back of you, it's like a maxi dress. And what I've noticed is it highlights, the, I think, the least attractive portion of people's bodies, and that's their kneecaps. And <laughs> I, I have seen Many people embracing the elliptical headline, I have seen one person that looks good in it. Like a like nine-foot-tall African-American woman with absolutely glowing skin and a perfect body. Okay, you look good, sister. The, everybody else, this is not a good look. It just, it is like a, it's like it's a... It's unsettling. Man. That's what it is. It's unsettling. You know, you shouldn't look at... Look at a like a dress or a skirt, and like you know, what's going on here? What's going on here? You know, it's just jarring. Yeah, usually, even younger luminosity for many years now. <laughs> yes, we have, Lynn. Yes. I think that's, that's fair to say. So that. now mm-hmm. there's actually no, it's l- it's luminosity, so... it's not glitter. So I just uh, I just wanted to tip you off to that. I think at the wedding, particularly the evening hours when it's the dancing and we're going to be out there with those twenty-five-year-old girls, we're going to want some luminosity. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just just okay. wanted to make you aware of those health and beauty trends. Thank you, It's so nice that you have our back. Yeah, because thinking of all, yeah, I, we, I just you know, assumed we my, I assumed my luminosity would come from being hot and sweaty. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i'm going right out and getting some of that bobby brown luminizer that sounds like a good product. that's a great tip i just wrote that down thank you she uses you know what katie holmes uses i'll give you the exact shimmer brick in rose okay Okay. shimmer write that down julie shimmer brick in rose and go directly to neiman marcus for that okay she also uses a professional makeup artist probably (laughs) bobby brown personally So maybe we need that standing by for the wedding. I'm not sure Bobby's going to be available, but whatever. Well, speaking of people that give advice for a living, Mm -hmm. you know, I've mentioned before how some of the people I follow on Twitter, I follow just because the kinds of things they tweet are so outlandish. They make me laugh. Just their, their observations of their life are so crazy sort of like what we were just saying about JLo people that are so self-centered, they write things that are not even meant to be funny, but they just are <laughs> hilarious. You know, and one of the people for me that clearly falls in that category is Martha Stewart. Uh, you know, because yeah. she is someone who to put it kindly, I think lacks self-awareness, <laughs> right. And, you know, I have a lot of admiration for Martha mm-hmm for the things that she has done and undone and come back from and all of those things. But, you know, self-awareness is not really her strong suit. So she tweets things, Lee, and I think you've seen some of these too. You'll, you'll get these crazy emails from Martha Stewart. Normally it's something along the lines of the rutabagas in the garden this morning have a dewy glow on them, yes. you know? Yes. Because that's a highly relatable thought, Right we're all going to imagine her at her place in Westchester County out in the garden. <clears throat> well, today, she played a totally different card. This was a very unusual. Um, you know she does she has a radio show on Sirius satellite radio and she that does- no one must call into because she's all. constantly asking for people to call her. This is one of the ones that really got me today, Leanne. Wait till you hear this call-out. Because not only was she asking for people to call in. Well, here, here it is. She, Leanne's right. She, Whenever she's live on the air, she sends out these really crazy call-outs for, for you to call in about something that no one in their right mind would care about, except for Martha Stewart. Right. Are, <laughs> you tra- are you transferring your rose garden? Call me. <laughs> no. Okay, but this one is even better because it's unexpected. What she tweeted today, she said, Call me now, and N-O-W in in all caps, call me now. I'm live with the Martha Stewart summer interns talking about their experience interning right now at Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia. (laughs) And I thought, "Oh, oh, my God, Martha Stewart interns. Is there a bigger hell the mat. <laughs> and then yeah. and then I realized yes there is the bigger hell than that is being live on the air with Martha Stewart herself and you're supposed to talk about what it's like to be a summer intern for Martha Stewart. Yes. I mean that's unbelievable that she thinks that would be interesting. And, th- and the people yeah, that people that her interns really Great, being the bottom of the bowl. It really uh, is. I yeah. mean, we've been in radio, and that's when you're like so desperate, like get the interns on the air. Oh my god, we have nothing to talk about. Maybe the security guard can come in. You know, <laughs> but you, it seems like the pre-holiday show that Martha is doing. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's exactly what that is, Julie. And we've been there. It's your your final day before you go on vacation, and you've just got nothing. So you think, how many interns do I have here? Get them all. Get them all in here. And they must be terrified of her. I, I would have liked to have well, listened just because I'm sure not a single one of them could get a word out. Plus, you know? they would also be terrible on the air. They're interns. Yes. Like they, <laughs> they would not be good guests. Yes. I mean, so, no, nothing personal, but. Have we missed this show? I really want to listen to the, her show now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the only people that called in were the interns' mothers. Okay? <laughs> That's who called yeah.
1: in. Hi, or honey. Some
0: other- Yeah, or somebody trying to get a job as an intern, but they would never be put on the air. Yeah, But it's it's not too late to start following Martha Stewart on Twitter now because over a holiday like the 4th of July, believe me, you're going to get chapter and verse on, you know, what she's cooking, what the centerpieces look like at her friend's backyard, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) It's you know, anyway. Yeah. It's it's not too late. That's all I've got to say about Martha Stewart this week. And it's not too late to follow us on Twitter, I should say. At Sat Sisters or SS Liz or Leon Dolan. Uh we try to do more interesting things that are not quite as out of touch. <laughs> but some, some are out of touch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You can, but if you think we're out of touch, you can tell us, right? I don't think Martha wants to hear it. We can take it. Uh, uh, That's what, and that's what the Facebook page is for. Remember we are satellite sisters, Facebook group and, uh, people post a lot of interesting things, there, observations, things they want us to see Leah. And I saw that you posted for the 4th of July, you posted mom's blueberry.